I would love to body slam Landon into <laughs> doing my wishes and then take my time. <laughs> Are we? Okay. Yeah. Go. Welcome to the Answers May Vary podcast. I'm Kristen Miller, and here today with me are Brandon Miller. Hello. Derek Schmucker. Howdy. Brad Nisley. Hey, everybody. And our producer, Landon Miller. Hello. And we are recording in a different space today because of some scheduling things and so on. This And our house being remodeled currently, the studio wasn't the best. The normal studio is not the best option. So we are actually um, in a little more echoey space so it might sound a little different i guess but <clears throat> yeah um it feels like it's been a long time since we recorded why does it feel like that i guess because we're it's re- been longer we're recording a little later than usual oh, that's mm-hmm. right we are it's but also actually, feels like a lot of things have happened by the time we were recording technically our <clears throat> usual release date is right past which mm-hmm. is weird because, don't tell our listeners well, that. no okay that's fair <laughs> but like the th- okay so we usually release on the third friday Right. This month happened to start on a Friday, which means that the third so Friday five comes Fridays, right? In, yeah, but the so third Friday comes around late. insanely fast. We're not late. We, we don't release on the third Friday. We release on the second to last Friday. See, oh. <laughs> are we actually releasing this about... Friday? Or are we releasing next Friday? <laughs> We're releasing this Friday. Oh, okay, cool. Wow, Atlanta <laughs> <laughs> just died. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I Whenever thought... you listen to this, we released it. <laughs> yes. If it didn't come out this Friday, see, it's all about it's back. all about how you market it. It's okay. the second to last Friday, I guess. I don't know. Um, also, it's very hot. You're probably tired of people talking about how hot it is, but we're going to talk about it a little bit. So, who all was working outside today? Uh, part of the time. I walked across a blazing hot alley. Does that <laughs> Brandon, <count>? shut up. <laughs> Sorry. Go home, Brandon. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear about your banker yes. life. Uh, I was outside we do. all day where you, any, our producer I was. was Lana was not. Wait, Derek, were you outside as an in a tractor? Were you in a tractor, uh, Derek? Who, me? Yeah. No, I was. <laughs> I washed equipment in the forenoon. <laughs> okay. And I was in the shade of the shop in the afternoon. So I wasn't yeah. in the sun Doing in the what? Afternoon. Taking a nap? <laughs> I think Lana broke his neck based on the sign language we're getting. I'm not sure. <laughs> to get out of the I'm sorry, spirits. Derek. I couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I was I was working outside today. I, I didn't actually... If The first part that I was... I was working in the sun and then <clears throat> as the afternoon wore on, it became shade because the sun moved and I didn't and it, I didn't feel as hot in the afternoon, but I felt the effects of the heat coming on more. Like I just felt I started kind of cramping or feeling tight and headachey. Ooh, that's and not good. Yeah, tell me about yeah, it. I probably wasn't drinking quite enough. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So how hot was that alley, Brandon? <laughs> the alley was at least 100 degrees on a scale of one to 100 dude okay you got how many pay. degrees was it you had to pay to park in the parking garage and i'm not gonna pay to park in a parking garage so i just had to walk across the alley from the parking lot and it's like a good three minute just full heat walk <laughs> to what maybe like a a 72 degree building yeah somewhere around there okay must wow. be nice so are we ready to roll into the open for debate topic, or do you want to shoot the breeze longer about other things? Well, I feel see. like we shot the breeze a lot about pizza prior to getting re- recording. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry guys, you missed out on that. I One guess. way or another, we're having pizza tonight. That's true. And do you know why we're having pizza? Because Derek lied. 
That's why. Ooh, Basically, yes. Yes, pretty much. This isn't kind of spicy already, is it? Well, this is like the... Are you bringing Derek as kind of spicy? The bonus kind of spicy, yes. Uh, so, Derek, what did you... Oh, yeah, you. so we, we were trying to schedule recording, and you said that one date worked for you when you were actually going to be gone on a mission trip that week, and you forgot. So, technically, yeah. you didn't lie. You just were human. But I just misspoke right so we thought you should buy us pizza because of that and we also thought landon should buy us chinese and well, actually no we didn't think that we thought he should do something <laughs> else for patreon like bring a top five or something and we would have the pizza on the way right now if it weren't the little caesar's app lied to me <laughs> more lying <laughs> more messing lying. us over many falsehoods many falsehoods <sighs> okay but we might get the hut so that might be better. We could get the nobody out pizzas the hut. That's is right. what they Absolutely. Say. But our but Landon wanted uh, Gambinos, so which is kind of he's a over sad there choice. crying yeah. a little bit. Is he? <laughs> he looks yeah, bad. He's not <laughs> crying anymore. He doesn't look crying. It's just like a lightsaber to my face. <laughs> <laughs> if looks could kill. Anyway, uh, Brandon, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Go for it. What's your What's your open for debate? Okay, topic? so. Full disclosure, I feel fairly unprepared because I kind of thought about this a lot about a week ago and then kind of forgot to think about it much as this approach, so I probably shouldn't tell you that, but the question for tonight is what does a holistic pro-life approach look like? And kind of the reason I bring this up is because obviously there's been a lot more talk in the news about you know the recent Supreme Court um, ruling about um, abortion rights and that kind of thing, and so there's been way more um, headlines about it and kind of reopens the whole... like. I say reopens. I feel like it's kind of been something that's been simmering under the surface, maybe. But it hasn't been... I feel like the abortion issue hasn't been as much in the forefront recently until, like, the past maybe year or two. I've started hearing more about it. Do you guys think that's true or not really? What's your it, observations? I would say it depends what uh, who you're listening to or what. Yeah. But I, I think... it. I think I can see what you're saying. To me, you're it feels like, like the general public. Yeah, I, to me, it feels like it's always a thing um, for in certain political circles. Like uh-huh. it's just kind of this thing that's there. Uh-huh. Um, yes. But I, I agree with you. Maybe it's not quite as much in your face. Hasn't been as much. Partly because we're between election cycles and that uh-huh. type of thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a little mm-hmm. bit like maybe like the topic of immigration. Like it kind of mm-hmm. comes and goes. Mm-hmm. Like oh yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything about immigration for like good couple months now like must be having a slow time down there at the border or something. <laughs> yeah and then eventually it'll roll back around and it's kind of you know, it's still there yeah. it's still an issue but okay so i'd maybe like to start talking a little bit more from the from the start about kind of some of your like hot takes on like more the abortion issue in general and then shift gears a little bit more into what i would call like a holistic pro-life approach because to me i think pro-life is a bigger issue than just unborn babies. But that's my personal opinion. So I'm kind of curious to see how you guys shake out on that. Um, so yeah, one thing that I've noticed a lot around town is that um, here in Kansas, we're getting ready to have a election or what do you call that? A vote? It's like an amend- voting on an amendment to our constitution. It's is that right? State constitution? Okay, so <clears throat> the way I understand it is that the Kansas Supreme Court ruled a couple of years ago that abortion was a right under the constitution, 
Kansas Constitution and that now it is being relooked. So I'm not exactly right. sure. It's a, it, we're voting on an amendment to our yes, Constitution. Yes, okay. Basically, yes. So you see a tons of which shows you how much I'm paying attention. Yeah, but let's <laughs> say like vote yes or vote no. Mostly vote yes around here. Um, value them both is kind of the slogan. So I'm kind of curious, like what has what have your interactions been with? It sounds like Derek was like a little bit new to that topic or. Well, I've seen the signs around. I just didn't warrant me looking it up on the internet. Basically, I was like, uh-huh. "Okay, that's cool. I hope I I am pro life. I'll just put that straight out there." I mean, uh-huh. I think, yeah. Well, I think we can all put that out there because yeah, exactly. we all are. And so, if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you're not pro life, then that's totally chill. But you'll probably have quite a bit different viewpoints than all the rest of us do. But I guess the the thing I would come back to is I am generally not very politically involved, although maybe I pay more attention than some people. I just, I was like, okay, that's interesting. I don't know anything about it, and it probably will be okay in the end. (laughs) What's your observations, Brad? Uh, Yeah, I I basically know very little about it. In fact, I've learned some since you guys started talking, so that shows shows you how much I know about it. Um, kind of where Derek was at. I was like, okay, probably would agree with the the value them both side, uh-huh. but I don't really know what the details are. Yeah. I, I think, I don't know. For some reason, it feels like it can be a very, like, I mean, maybe this is like a lot of things, but a very touchy subject to navigate because it seems like it gets really heated really fast. And I see like, I don't know how am I trying to say this? Despite the fact that I very much agree with the pro-life side, I see people on that side and the other side handling it in a way I don't agree with. Mm -hmm. And so that can be kind of tricky when it's like, I agree with what you're like the message you're promoting, Mm -hmm. but not with the way you're promoting Mm -hmm. it. Do you guys have any like similar experiences there or yeah. What's your observation on that? Uh, I agree with you a hundred percent. I feel like that a lot of the time, like feels like it, it for this issue and others like if you want to call it the conservative side of political things basically I like yeah I agree with that position but it really bothers me the way people are going about about it mm-hmm. yeah I before I knew what <clears throat> what the topic was for tonight I listened to a, a podcast about this actually so I was happy to happy to have this be our discussion topic um it was it was on the Anabaptist Perspectives podcast, and it was an interview of Stephen Russell, um, one of the teachers at Faith Builders Educational Programs, and he grew up Catholic, and um, Catholics are historically very politically involved. And um, in fact, when I was when uh, went on bike across Kansas a couple weeks ago, we went to a Catholic service um, Saturday evening just to kind of see what it was like. And the sermon that night was about value them both and about how you should, you know, this is a, this is a, something you should support and step right up. And they even had someone there that could help you register to vote after the service if you wanted to. And anyway, it was so, so I kind of had a refresher on, on that just recently, but um, so his upbringing, Stephen Russell's upbringing, would have been very politically um, involved. But then he and he was he would have voted in presidential elections, and um, and soon after he became a Christian. I think it was soon after he became a Christian. Um, 
that it was that Roe v. Roe versus Wade happened <clears throat> and abortion was legalized. And so it was, you know, a hot button issue and he was very passionate about it. And then he kind of came to realize that kind of what you guys were saying, that the, the cause is good, but how, pe- how he was going about it was wrong or, or was not, was actually driving people further away from Christianity because um, he was trying to force his beliefs on other people um, in the form of, of laws. And, and he, would, he started hearing people talk about Christians in a negative light because of that. Um, and, and so he, he came to the, came to the conviction or the belief that, um, that he shouldn't be as politically involved in, and I don't think he, it made it, he made it sound at least like he doesn't vote anymore. Um, and, and isn't as involved, but yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting uh, since I've, since I've grown up Anabaptist, I've, I've never been very politically involved, but I thought it was interesting coming from a different background, um, how he came to that, that position. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of ties in with what some of the rest of you were saying about, like, I, I think, well, the, the, what led me to listen to that podcast was that I, I was seeing signs around and I was thinking, okay, <clears throat> so I'm not usually very politically involved and I'm, and I think that's a good place to be, but if this is these are babies' lives we're talking about here. If I have a chance to do something about it, shouldn't I be doing something about it? Mm-hmm. And and that I think that listening to to some of his story kind of kind of confirmed me again that okay, no, this is actually what I believe. I don't think it's for me to to try to force my beliefs on other people in the form of laws, but I think there's still other things I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I kind of like so, to go that direction. Like, what are um, I think it's often easier to point fingers or say, like, this is what we believe or this is what we don't believe, but then to actually back that up with, um, like, positive action that can can promote change. I'm kind of curious, like, what do you guys think as far as what are some ways you would idealize promoting a pro-life approach or ways you have in the past, I guess? Because I think, well, I, I guess I'll continue on for a little bit, give you guys some time to think. One of the things I really do like about the current... Um, I guess at least I think the the marketing's genius. I don't know if it's actually, I don't know how it's being backed up exactly. But the idea is the slogan is value them both, which I think is really important because I feel like a lot of times it's kind of people saying either like, hey, like women and how they feel are important, or unborn babies are important, mm-hmm. and I think they're both important. And so mm-hmm. I guess what are some ways we can do well at supporting both um, both parts there? See, I don't know what all circumstances exactly always go into someone feeling they need to get an abortion, but a lot of the circumstances I feel like are often, or some t- one circumstance that often I would generally have a fair bit of compassion for would be a younger person who did things that they probably shouldn't have and now there's a baby on the way and what do you do right uh-huh it's financially stressful it's tough for the lady to you know cuz they're probably in school still and so then you got to deal with this through school which is obviously not ideal mhm 
And so, you know, there's different things you can do in that, in that case. I mean, one would be abort the baby, which is terrible to me because that's a life. But, you know, there's alternatives. There's adoption and there's, um, there are way, there would be other ways of supporting people, even if they didn't want to adopt their child out, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Huh, that's interesting. Like, I think in my head, I probably thought of adoption before as part of the, the pro-life issue, but I don't think that's something I think about as much. Like, I usually tend to think more of supporting, like, crisis pregnancy centers mm-hmm. um, and that sort of thing, which I think is still really good. But I think adoption actually can be a pretty key way to help um, support that cause. And maybe it's not even, like, you directly adopting yourself, but adoption is very financially draining for families. And so mm-hmm. if there's families that want to adopt or do foster care, that kind of thing, maybe there's ways we can get behind them. Because, well, and I, I, I agree with you, like those pregnancy care centers, I think are a, an awesome, an awesome thing. But I think following up mm-hmm. after the fact, I mean, I don't know, that's just the beginning of yeah, the beginning of a life, you know, and there's a whole lot of life to be lived after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I've, along those, those lines, I, I feel like I don't have answers. Like I have like, so how, how should this look? Like I think about young women or I guess any woman in the, in that situations, like it doesn't seem feasible to them to have this child. Mm-hmm. So what, what are our, what, what are God's solutions mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. problem? And I don't know what, what the answers are exactly, but, I've wondered if, you know, should we just get more involved and walk with these people mm-hmm. and, you know, help them financially and in physical ways and and emotional and spiritual ways mm-hmm. too, um, just be willing to to get our hands dirty and, and be involved. Now, it's kind of hard to do. It's hard to know how, how that should look. Um, but I think, I honestly think that's the type of thing that Jesus would do. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think there you're looking in the right place versus... Um, I think anyone can respect that regardless of their viewpoint because you're actually putting in the hard work to make a positive change versus just picketing outside an Mm -hmm. abortion clinic or something like that because I think that can be a bit of a, I don't know, it feels like a bit of a waste of time and resources if you're just, instead of, it can kind of feel like slinging around hate versus Mm -hmm. actually getting down down and dirty and helping people out. I will push back on that a little bit. I think, I don't think all... Um, protest or political involvement is hate based either. Um, yeah, no, I'm so, not saying that. So, I, and I will just say there are probably those listening to our podcast who are more politically involved than we are, and I don't feel like that is wrong in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. I think there are there are good just. I think there are good ways to go about it, and um, and good motives to have. I don't think that's maybe the the best way or the even the most um kind of like you said the best use of resources mm-hmm. but i think we should be careful not to just put it all in one camp either yeah but, i think it depends a lot on what your motivations are there can be you can do the same thing in that sphere for probably very different reasons mm-hmm. so i guess maybe pivoting a little bit of a different direction um what do you guys think like per life is usually applied to the abortion topic but are there other ways? For me, I've heard the the theory. And I really like it that it's more about, um, well, let's say, like womb to tomb, like about being pro life in all areas of life. And we've talked some about um, 
our non-resistant stance to me that's part of it mm-hmm. um other issues like um caring for our elderly or um taking care of immigrant families that kind of thing i think those are all play into that are there things that you guys think of in that realm that you wish we would do more of or what are some of the ways that you see that we should also have a pro-life view outside of the abortion issue i think one thing that comes to my mind i'm glad you brought up how we care for the elderly because i think that's a pretty current issue um and and that's something that's been uh, maybe a little more front and center since the pandemic too is how do you how do you care for your elderly well what's the balance between quantity of life and quality of life and um yeah anyway that's not what we're talking about tonight exactly but i'm glad you brought that up i i think one thing that that kind of keeps coming back to me is that it's easy to look at at the gift of life as a nuisance or a convenience and um i think that's something that we're that being pro-life sets you against that viewpoint so um like in the case of abortion if you if you choose to get an abortion you're kind of saying whatever else is going on is more important than this life Mm -hmm. it's a nuisance in some way or if you don't take good care of of the elderly among you and um you're kind of saying okay they're just a nuisance their their lives aren't worth sacrificing for in some way uh, and i think that's i think kind of at the root of it all is is that god places very high value on life and takes it very mm-hmm. seriously and mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to align ourselves with so mm-hmm. um i kind of forget what your original question was but i i you can, you can bring me back so you can bring me back <laughs> That's just, just something I was thinking. Wasn't it just more like, are there other ways in which we can be pro-life besides yeah, just in the you. abortion yep. issue? Yeah. That's kind of where I was going with it. I don't know that I have a lot to add to what's been said on that already. Like, what came to mind was, first was like, if we are truly non-resistant, and we've talked about that before, like you said, but I think that is something that probably is being challenged some currently in uh-huh. our in our Anabaptist circles is mm-hmm. is having a firm stance on non-resistance and mm-hmm. i think if we lose that we do lose a lot of our pro life mm-hmm. um our yeah our consistent pro life and i'm not and yeah i'm not saying I don't know what I'm saying about that, but I would I would challenge everybody to look at that. Yeah, in in your own life important. and and think about it at least. Mm-hmm. Can I lob a question out there that came to mind that's slightly off topic? Great, think I will. Um, sure. Do you think that? Um, and maybe this is a little tricky because I know we don't actually, like you said, we're all more of the mind of not getting politically involved. But um, is supporting the death penalty consistent with a pro-life out- outlook on life? Ooh. Because I would tend that's, to argue that's, that's really good question. not. Do you read the New Testament or the Old? <laughs> Both. <laughs> well, and ironically, you can look at some passages in the New Testament that would, I mean, it talks about the, the state bearing the sword. Or, this is true. And so mm-hmm. you could almost argue that, you know, it has that responsibility. Yeah, you're right. The way I look at it, 
is I'm going to let them take care of that uh-huh. and I'm going to stay out of it. But I don't feel like actively um, promoting it is, mm-hmm. is our place at all. Right. Like uh-huh. I, I feel like that is inconsistent with the pro-life mm-hmm. yeah. approach. There you go. I like what you said. Think, kind of, yeah, go ahead, Kristen. Well, yeah, I would, I would agree with Brad. I think basically does this, does the state have the authority to use a death penalty? I would say they do based uh-huh. on what, based on what I kind of what you, the verse you talked about, um, you know, they do, they don't bear the sword in vain. Mm-hmm. It is, there is authority there. And, but is that my job? No. And I don't think it's kind of like you said. Yeah. I would agree with what you said. That's Brad. It's not, it's not our job to promote that either. Um, so yeah, I don't, what's your take, Derek? I guess pretty similar. I, yeah. I feel like we should disagree about this more. Make I know, it exactly. Content. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I, I was kind of curious to see where you guys would land on it because I didn't. it's one of those kind of hot-button topics. I know Kristen and I have had some friendly disagreements over it before. I would say I think you're right that the, that the government does have that authority, but I don't think it's ever a Christian's place to promote that mm. because mm. my reasons for that are several. One is that, well, pro-life like to be supporting the sacredness of life as something that only god is supposed to give Mm -hmm. and take away so i don't want to be promoting the the possibility of taking away someone's life before it's god's time Mm -hmm. um that's Mm -hmm. just my personal stance on it my Mm -hmm. my other issue with it too is just do we actually want to hand our government that kind of power like i know it's not up to us and it is up it is their authority but just with the chances of innocent people getting mm-hmm. killed, that sort of thing. I mean, just recently there's been a case, very high-profile case in Kansas here where someone that had actually visited our church at one point um, was acquitted after serving prison for, like, was it 17, 19 years or something for murder charges that he was later acquitted from that he mm-hmm. didn't actually commit. Mm-hmm. And so there's things like that mm-hmm. that would make me very mm-hmm. nervous about actively supporting it. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, you're right, I think it is kind of, I don't know that's exactly in our in our sphere to try to affect that. Right. I, I think, um, well, were you about to say something, Derek? Well, I kind of have a, a little question to lob out here, but go ahead, finish what you were going to say. Well, I think it's, um, I'm trying to collect my thoughts a little bit here. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure how to feel about it, but I think it's a pretty good, case in point of why I don't get politically involved because it feels like a a conflict of uh, of interest mm-hmm. uh-huh. I can't I don't feel comfortable saying the government should not use the death penalty because they don't have that authority and because like I, I think if you if, for sure if you read the Old Testament I guess the New Testament might as I read the Old Testament, and, and I think as it's supported by the New Testament, those who kill are condemned to death. I mean, that's, I don't know, would you say that? Like, I, I'm a little uncomfortable actually saying that, but that's, it seems like there's, there's some validity to that, I guess. Um, and I haven't studied it recently enough. But all I'm saying is I'm uncomfortable saying, okay, the government should in no, in no way use the death penalty from a government standpoint but I'm for sure not comfortable saying that, yeah, they should from a Christian standpoint, mm-hmm. because I think everyone deserves to die and everybody's been given mercy. And, and kind of like you said, Brandon, I don't, 
I'm have no interest in playing the part of God and deciding when it's someone's time to die. And so I think that's that conflict is why I choose to stay out of um, government and politics because it feels like I can't really fairly treat them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't treat them both fairly. Yeah. Um, that reminds me before we get to Derek's question. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear what it reminds me of kind of, it, it sounds a little bit like what I was thinking, you know, if someone is going to be, if it, some people are very pro-life when it comes to abortion, like this can't be. And you know, that sentiment I agree with, like it is awful that we're killing unborn children. Mm-hmm. But then if those same people are going to turn around and say, but the death penalty should definitely be happening. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a disconnect there. Yeah. Something's, right. something's off. Um, so if you are going to be politically involved, maybe try to be consistent and be pro-life across the board. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and I would I would expand that to say, which this one is definitely um, a thing you would see a lot of is that I don't think being pro-life is consistent with heavily supporting military because mm-hmm. a lot of times. I mean, I'm not, I don't really actually know, which I should probably know this, like what the rationale is for Christians that support military involvement, but it just seems pretty far off. I mean, even just in the recent like, um, conflict over in Ukraine, like a lot of the Russian soldiers were like young teenage dudes who were like forced to do this. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, how are you going to tell me that that's okay for them to just get mowed down or whatever? I don't know. That that's a whole nother topic, but Mm -hmm. I I should maybe back up and say my comments about the the death penalty i haven't i haven't studied the scripture well enough or the issue well enough to i might get myself in trouble by what i said and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna actually stand behind it very firmly because i haven't put a lot of thought into it but that's um those would be kind of my initial thoughts i guess and i would be interested in hearing if you guys think that was mostly on point or somewhat off base and I'd also want to hear what Derek yeah, was like, saying. <laughs> so we, we were just ready to get to that. So I'm not trying I, to throw that off. Okay. I don't know if this is going off the rails, but one thing that usually comes up in my mind when it, when you talk pro-life and I think, well, it often somebody brings it up. Usually if you get a, if you're, if you stay on the conversation long enough is the whole thing of how does, how does it work when let's, I mean, we can just talk about mass shooters and guns um, and when a bad guy with a gun Ooh, spicy. comes into the room <laughs> and starts mowing people down and there's a quote quotation marks in the air here, good guy with a gun comes in and takes him out before he can take out very many people's lives. It's a, it's a, it is a sticky subject, right? And, mm-hmm. but here's the thing, like you can argue it that the guy, the the quotation marks, air quotation marks in the air, is pro-life because he's saving like, lives. The, the good guy, you're saying? Yes. Uh-huh. And the bad guy with the gun is obviously not because he's killing. Oh, he, well, anyway, but he killed less people because of this <clears throat> quotation marks, good guy with a gun. And I, I, I struggle with this. And I think this is a whole other topic, honestly. <laughs> 
and just tell me to stop if if you don't want to get well, into it. That's one I of the think, tricky things running into this I question. I think we should use this as a teaser for next time. I, I, think, wondering we should, too. I think we should talk we, about the next time. Are we going to talk time. about dead people three times in a row? I mean, like, <laughs> more or less. <laughs> when we talked about, like, there's <laughs> nothing but violence on this podcast. You know what? You know what? change our rating. Only two things are certain in this life. Death and taxes? Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Maybe we should talk about taxes two episodes from now. <laughs> Render the Caesar. That's right. I Actually, think it, that would be interesting. We're going to lose Caesar? all our listenership pretty can, soon. Can I put a little bit of a... First of all, Derek, great question. I, absolutely fantastic question. Um, I think that's one of the things that's tricky because I would also love to talk about like more... I mean, we could go into immigration and a bunch of other topics like that because there's so many things that fall under the pro-life umbrella. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the things just talk, trying to talk about it here. I mm-hmm. keep on wanting to throw out a question that I'm like, well, that's going to take us on some random bunny right. trail. Mm-hmm. So I just right. went ahead and did it with the uh, death penalty one. But <laughs> I think it's a lot broader than I think, which I think is a good thing because I think that shows that it should be affecting quite a few areas in our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it tends, to, I think the term tends to get isolated um, like I said earlier, to just the abortion issue, but I like that you're taking it different places because I think it really should, if we're actually consistent, it should be spreading into other areas like non-resistance or you know how do you handle violent situations like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was the one who wanted to save Derek's question. Do you, do you guys want to dive into that now or do you want to save it for another time? I feel like we're out, about think, out of time now. Mm-hmm, I yeah. think it would almost take us a little it's, bit of a different direction than... What we've already covered. I but. agree. I just wanted to kind of bring it up because it's, yeah. it, it yeah. really, I don't, we don't even need to discuss it that much, but it's just, it's just another one of those yeah. things that, yeah. right, that you got to come to terms with. Did we actually talk about non resistance before? Maybe I'm getting well, confused. Well, it came up, it came up in our last uh, podcast, our last episode because of uh, kind of the, the violence or simulated violence. Sim- yeah, yeah, simulated uh-huh. violence yep. subject. Well, right? maybe we just need to do a, a podcast mm-hmm. about it because I, Another really interesting question is how far do you go to protect your family? Because that's See, a very we could do one. we oh, could do a discussion topic on like yeah on non-resistance, but especially those hypothetical situations, uh-huh. mm-hmm. like kind of what Derek's talking about those, or what you those just brought created up. some heated discussions at Bible school when I was yeah. there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would say let, let's save it, but it's definitely something to start um, thinking about. And I'd be kind of curious. I guess listeners, you can weigh in if you want to um, send us your remarks if you have comments ahead of time or you can be thinking about it for next time as well and i would like to say this too on the pro-life thing before we before we're done i have i think it's it's a because it's so it's an emotional subject for a lot of people because uh the because the life of a baby is important and and it's also abortion if you do choose abortion it comes with a lot of emotional baggage too and so and mm-hmm. it's it's not an easy decision, um, and so I think we need to handle it carefully, especially when relating to others who view it differently than we do, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and always treat others with compassion and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that's being pro life right there. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think and a, and I and I have like I don't think I think it's wrong to to kill a baby. But I do have compassion for people, or I want to have compassion for for people who find themselves in those hard situations, like you were talking about, Derek, um, that have made real mistakes, and now what they do. Um, I don't. Th- I think there's always a a right decision to be made, but it doesn't mean it's easy either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's a good direction to kind of take it here at the end, because, um, like you said, well, I do believe it's wrong. I think, I think that's one of the biggest issues I have with how some people. 
um, have sometimes presented the issue is that there's there's very real people behind um, the statistics, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so it can be... um, I feel like the stereotype is um, that abortions are for people who just want to live their life and do their thing and don't care about <laughs> lives of children. But I think oftentimes there, there's probably some of those out there, but I think oftentimes it's way more complex and can sometimes be as hard on the mom making that decision as um, I'm not sure where the as hard was going, but it can be very hard on them. Let's right. put it that way. Yeah. And so I think it's good to show a lot of compassion to people who have experienced it or, um, have made those decisions regardless of whether we agree with them or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say too, I, I don't know if there's anybody in our listeners who have had an abortion or know somebody who has, has had one. I pass no judgment at this point on that. And, you know, it's in the past and it is what it is. You know, I don't agree with it, but that doesn't mean I don't like you or anything. Mm-hmm. And there's forgiveness too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do you want to close us out, Brad, with your pastoral word on the issue? <laughs> well, I'm sure, I guess. Um, I, I was thinking about similar things before because one of the questions that Brandon had in the chat was um, um, how do we help the women that feel that abortion is their best option? And I talked earlier about you know helping them very in very physical ways uh-huh. to, to mm-hmm. take care of this child. But if they do choose abortion, you know what then? Because I often tend to think, well too bad you know we yeah. missed it and you know uh-huh. whatever oh. but they still hmm. need care like right. and they're yeah. still a person and to be pro-life like like Kristen was saying means and to be like jesus means that we do respect them and we do have compassion for them and we do what we can to help them even in that situation so i like what you guys are saying here and i think that is really a that's what being pro-life should be not just mm-hmm. a political issue or a a one one type of situation um all of life i think needs to be pro-life we need to be to be promoting what jesus would do Uh Mm -hmm. yeah well thanks for the good discussion thanks for that brad i think we'll we'll call it quits i did just want to say if you're listening to this and want to do something to contribute i think open door pregnancy center in hutch is a great option or if you're you know listening from out of state look up your local crisis pregnancy center or um, adoption um, assistance program that can be a great way to give there as well so i guess that's it for open for debate Okay, welcome to the kind of spicy segment where we all bring something that's interesting or inspirational, which is never inspirational. It's usually just interesting. Or kind of spicy. Or kind just of so spicy. We, yeah, that's I'm done. Oh, yeah, Thank okay. You. I always say that. I'm tired of saying that. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the title. You know what it is. So um, I guess I'll start. I, uh, I forget how long ago it was. It was, it seems like a really long time ago. It was probably almost a month ago, several weeks ago. I went on a bike ride across Kansas with an event that's called Biking Across Kansas. And there are about uh, 600 to 700 people that go on this ride. And so it's a pretty big deal. And um, anyway, so I thought you guys wanted to hear about it mm-hmm. last time is what yep. you said. So mm-hmm. I thought I would just Correct. tell you some things about it. So Since it was your first time, right? It was my first time. Yes, it was. Um, it was a good experience. It was, um, I would say harder mentally than I expect it to be, mm-hmm. okay. but not necessarily harder physically. Okay. 
Sure. But I don't. So was I don't it, know if he was a lot harder mentally either. That it, it was probably about what I expected. I think. Um, so would you say that it stretched you physically or barely? Oh yeah, it stre- okay. it stretched me, and I was getting the the encouraging part was I was getting stronger as the week went mm-hmm. on. So that was nice. Oh good, cool. Um, but so talk about the mental part. Well, wait, are you ready for questions? Oh sure, yeah, okay. go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> so why why was it so stretching that way? So okay, well here's here's how it works. So. I'll tell you a little bit what the daily schedule is like or not, there was, okay. Basically you have all day to get to the next stop, but if you don't want to die of heat stroke, you should probably do it in the morning. Mm-hmm. And each day was about, well, the longest day we had was 77 miles and the shortest was, was well, shortest full day. I was like a little over 50, I think. Okay. And, mm-hmm. um, there was one day that you could, ha- you can do more of a loop and do a hundred mile, like a century. Um, hundred mile loop. Oh, well, pizza must be here. Pizza is here. Well, is that you, Lannon? That's you, Lannon. Go, 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 go. We are we are a tip. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we get get the goods and run. Ask him for ranch. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. So we had some pizza, and now it's we good. feel better. And now we can keep ah, talking about other things. It was so good. So, where were we? Talking we about, were just you're talking about BAK. Oh yeah, biking. Yes. And what, what was I telling you? The daily schedule, right? Longest distance was seventy some miles. Shortest distance was fifty some miles. Mentally harder than you thought. Physically. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so so I was talking about yeah. the, the daily grind though. So basically, yeah, yeah. oh, if you didn't want to melt, if you, if you didn't want to melt, you yes. had to get up early. That's right. And so what that amounted to is I usually tried to get on the road around six o'clock or shortly thereafter, and then was usually done by a little before noon or a little afternoon. And sometimes it was later than that, but it, dep- it kind of depended how long you stopped at places and stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. anyway, and then you would like, I would get my, so, so the, your luggage was hauled around for you in these big old box trucks. <clears throat> yes. So you had to go claim your luggage and then you had one, uh, you had several options. You could either, um, sign up to sleep in the gym with that they had reserved with a bunch of other people just you know pick a spot and throw your sleeping bag and mat on the floor and just sack out or you could camp they had places for you to set up tents or you could just have your own lodging like some people had their wives or family drive rvs around some people oh, i assume maybe some people stayed in motels you. you could do that if you yeah. wanted to at least mm-hmm. anyway but your your lodging was either camping or in the gym or on you. So I stayed in the gym because air conditioning. <laughs> I so yeah. At all the gyms though. Uh, except for here. Yes, all the gyms had air conditioning, except for uh, the one didn't in the actual gym part. But they had a couple other rooms mm. open. Like it was oh, a school okay. building. They had a couple other rooms gotcha. open for us to sleep in. So sweet. Um, anyway, but what was I saying about them? I think it's just. That when you, like, the hardest day by far was the second day. So so we started on, like, did a very short trek from the border Friday night, and then the first full day was Saturday, and the second day, uh, Sunday, was our longest day, 77 miles. It was, I think, Garden City to Spearville, um, and so through Dodge City and some headwinds, and it was a really hot day, and... I think, as I remember, kind of humid too, maybe. And there were hills in Dodge mm. City. 
And yeah. it was just kind of everything stacked on top of each other. It was hard. Everything's like, downhill from there. No, it was not downhill. <laughs> it was ho- uh, uphill both ways. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so that was the day that I croaked a little bit. I mean, I made it in, but it after that I was not feeling the best mentally. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then the next day, it was really nice. The next day was a pretty easy day. Uh, it was shorter, and I think we had a good tailwind that day, too. And it felt completely different. Mm-hmm. So, um, But, yeah, the interesting the, – the fun thing about – BAK is, well, I don't know. There's a lot of fun things about it, but I think kind of the community aspect is a, is a big part of it because you're all kind of in this together and uh, there are, you know, people come from all over. There's a bunch of people from Kansas that are doing it, but the people come from all over to do this. Mm. There was um, a guy that I met um, that was from Florida and he said it was his first time in Kansas since like the 70s or something when he rode through it on the train in the night or something. And Whoa. he would, he, does that even count? <laughs> no, not really. But he told people he was going to go bike across Kansas and they were like, Kansas, why do you want to go to Kansas? <laughs> and, um, so one of the other guys asked him like, what's his impression of it? He said, it's a lot more scenic than people give it credit for. So nice. there you go. So that was nice. Good um, interesting. Also my, my big, my big uh, kind of spicy moment is that I found my dad. So that well, was, that was very touching. What? <laughs> <laughs> didn't know he was okay. lost. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know he was lost either. But I was. I was right. So there's there's different stops. About every 15, 20 miles, they have. There's either a town that you're supposed to get your own like water and stuff in, or they set up what they call SAG stands for support and gear. Um, hmm. These mm-hmm. SAG stops, and mm-hmm. so at one of so we're riding up the last couple of miles before one of the SAG stops and um, I start. I was riding with this other guy who got started talking and he's from, he was like 50 or something and he's from California and um, he said there's no fast food restaurants or street lights in his town. It was just kind of this um, backwoodsy kind of place, I guess. Oh. Anyway, and then we got to the SAG stop and got started talking to some of the other guys there and one of the dudes asked if um i was his son <laughs> because apparently <laughs> oh, we looked somewhat oh. similar i guess interesting so okay i didn't realize that but <laughs> cool that's why i said that so gotcha. anyway um there was this other guy that i, I shouldn't go on to I'll, I'll try to keep this short but there's there are a couple of interesting stories there's one guy that i didn't actually ride with very much but um uh, my girlfriend did some and she was talking to him and he has he's had cancer three times, including stage four cancer. And the first time he got it was like pretty soon before bike across Kansas was gonna happen and he really wanted to do that. And mm. so his doctor told him, like, get your affairs in order and they did the first round of chemo and he went and biked across Kansas. Wow. And he felt great after that, I guess. He felt like he was on top of the world. But apparently it came back and a couple times and at one point he got like a uh, bone marrow transplant he was in the hospital and he got someone to bring his bike in there and he biked every day in the hospital like on a trainer like which is basically a treadmill for what a bike you can put the back wheel on there it gives you like a certain amount of resistance or whatever so biking wow. is kind of what got him through cancer huh Wowzers. um yeah i don't know what else do you guys want to know about the ak I don't. 
I'm not sure what all to say. So <laughs> maybe that was it. I feel it like was, I've heard. Or probably you've heard probably more heard of those stories. Yeah. Really yeah. They have questions. Um, I will say a little bit about um, one thing that was a lot of fun is the kind of the t- some of the teamwork on the road. So if you're if you're biking along and going at similar speed as someone else, you can use each other f- to break the wind. And that helps a ton. And if you're mm-hmm. like me and you're a little bit, you're a newbie and a little bit of a weaker biker, then you wait for someone to come along who's just a little bit faster than you. And then you <laughs> tag along with them. And you can go about three or four miles an hour faster. But mm-hmm. then your goose is kind of cooked if they ever want you to take the lead. <laughs> so, ah. <laughs> but they never, I don't think that really happened. But I just felt kind of smug that I could <laughs> just so keep up with other people <laughs> a little faster than me, but not actually pull my weight, I guess. Um, probably not the best practice. I don't but know. But if they but, were out there being but they independent, were, I know, they were exactly. going to break yeah. the wind anyway. Exactly. So. You yep. might as well take yeah. advantage of it. Um, so one thing that I would like to put a plug out there for is people giving bikers space on the roads. It mm. feels pretty vulnerable when you're on a bike and there's, this mm-hmm. car bearing down on you at highway speeds. Mm-hmm. And there was actually, um, it's actually one person that got clipped by someone's mirror. Yikes. They were Ooh. that close. And so that's not really great. No. And, yeah. um, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. Just like, just, you're supposed to give like three feet. I think yeah, I, thought, mm-hmm. I thought the state law it's, is three feet. Right. And so, you know, just give them some space because I usually try to give them a lane if I can. Yeah. Right, exactly. That is that yeah. is really handy, and a lot of people do. And sometimes you can't always, but at mm-hmm. least move over to the center line, make the other traffic. You know, mm-hmm. give a little bit. Yeah, more hit the yeah. hit the white line a little bit or something. And if um, you know, if there's an accident, it's not going to be the person in the vehicle that's going to die. Yep, I mean, right. <laughs> you're gonna the the biker's going to pay for it daily. The person in the vehicle has got to live with that, too. Mm-hmm. So. Right, exactly. <clears throat> so keep that in mind. So anyway, but it was, yeah, it was, I would definitely recommend the experience. It was good, good times. Awesome. Are you going to do it again? Probably. I guess we'll see. Cool. Yeah. So that meant you, that means you had a good, a good experience, I guess, if you would, would do it again. Yep. How long has that thing been going? Do you know? Um, boy, like almost 50 years. Okay. Yeah, maybe I forget exactly. It's a it's a long standing tradition. It's been a while. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a neat idea. Do they, do they do it in other states? I didn't even. I mean, yeah, there's mm-hmm. yeah, there's other lots of other states. I think yeah, that, I figured that do it. There's actually one in in I think it's Iowa that's really popular, um, and I have no idea why because it's it. They say it's basically like like if bike across Kansas is a church picnic, then then this ride across Iowa is like mardi gras or something it's just pretty much this beer filled fest mm. of uh, a bunch of people just yikes. well out let's there be biking. honest it's like thou- look at thousands upon thousands of bikers kansas has way more interesting scenery than <laughs> iowa <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> fair that's true so if you're just gonna be looking at corn and bean fields the whole time you might as well be hung over right <laughs> you might say, have to be on something oh how my. does the party every night go with the biking i don't the know next how morning? it works <laughs> i don't understand it but somehow and it, it's they say it's bad enough that you basically like there are enough bikers you basically have the entire road to yourselves because people know not to even try to drive oh, there take over oh like, yeah it's it's like a lot of a lot of people um, oh man but it doesn't sound like fun to me <laughs> <laughs> different deal wow I, I was talking to some folks who had done it, and they said they wouldn't do it again. <laughs> wow. Yikes. 
cool stuff. I'm done. Okay, cool. I guess I'm next then. Um, so I could not decide what to bring, and I had several good options. So I decided I'm just going to read some headlines to you guys, and you guys can tell me what you want to hear more about, and that's how I'm going to choose my kind of spicy. So this was Kristen's idea. Blame him if you don't like it, but we're going to just roll with it. So well, you, does, wanted me, you wanted me to help you decide. I was like, why don't you just let us all decide? So, okay, sure. How yeah. does this work exactly? You're so, going to read all of them, and then we'll pick? Yeah, I'm just going to read all of them, and you can just say. And if you have set, like if you guys can't agree or if you have several or whatever, then I'll just keep it short. So, because they're they're all more like short little snippets, but uh, mostly interesting headlines that I came across that had cool stories behind them. Um, So, headline number one is what it's like on the world's shortest flight after American Airlines one dollar antitrust win. Legal fee fight looms. Burger King employee awarded gift bag for never missing a day in twenty seven years receives three hundred thousand dollars in donations. How much does a cloud weigh? Or crypto exchanges that find themselves on the receiving end of hacks are trying a new approach to getting their money back, asking nicely. Uh, I, I want to hear the one about the Burger King employee, but you're about, okay. What any other votes out there? I'm blanking out. So basically, it's um, like oh, yeah, it the was... world's shortest flight, or the American Airlines, um, or the Burger King employee, um, crypto hackers, or how much does the cloud weigh? I mean, I'm, pr- I'm fine with going with the Burger King yeah, employee, I, but I, I, that was I would be interested in the crypto. What is it? Blah, blah, I don't know. Okay, I might give a little on that one because that one's kind of fun. Because so, he okay. always does two anyway, so <laughs> let's, yeah, let's just easy because yeah. going to do five. Okay, so <laughs> there was a Burger King employee who, um, his name was Kevin Ford, and he worked as a cashier and a cook at a Las Vegas Burger King since 1995. So um, in his 27 years of work according to him and his family he never missed a day like ever day of it, work oh. okay so wow none of the rest of you are even that old right uh, no no that so was yeah. he worked. I was born oh my word yeah, yeah hang on a second crazy. like as in he worked seven days a week well see i'm not sure i'm assuming it's like he never missed like a day he was scheduled was, to work. Oh, okay okay so. i was that's, gonna say that's my guess because i'm not quite sure how that's possible exactly but um uh, so his you know his manager decided to um, thank him for his dedication to the company. And so they gave him uh, you know, a bag of items, which included like a movie ticket and a Starbucks cup and some candy, which is kind of nice, <laughs> nice except gesture. that what, what yeah, is but that? For 27, for 27 years? years of work. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a video that went viral of him kind of you know, gratefully accepting the gifts and thanking his coworkers. And it went viral with like a lot of people, and a lot of people were pretty annoyed that this is all he was getting um, in reward for his hard work. And so his daughter um, set up a GoFundMe page. And um, I don't know where it's at right now, but she had originally set the target goal at $200. That's what she was hoping to raise. It's kind of like a token. But as of July 4th, it had raised $328,000. Wow. So people like went crazy over this, which I think is just kind of a cool story. because That is cool. It's like this dude's put in so much hard work. And I think he was maybe a single parent. I'm not... For sure on that, um, but the daughter wrote about how much like he worked hard for their family to keep things afloat, uh-huh. um, and obviously fast food workers don't make top of the line money, and so to work stick it out for twenty seven years and then 
get a reward like that. I thought that was pretty cool that people were so generous huh. with it. Mm-hmm. What is mm-hmm. what is Burger King's response? <laughs> I don't honestly know. They probably um, just want all employees to set up GoFundMe accounts and they don't have to pay them as the, much. Hey, money. there you yeah. go. Oh, you know? this is there true. Save the gift bag. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's... That is really cool. That's but you know what? I have on that story. You know what? Fast food workers really are MVPs sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they are. You know? Like... Yeah. That's right. Aren't they? <laughs> Mr. Producer, Landon. looking at Landon. Landon's out of here. Landon, Chilling. you're a fast, don't you just love Landon? Fast you're from food the, workers. You're if from the awesome. future, Landon. We need your input on fast food workers because you're the. I don't if, know. If you're the fast food if guy. They have good service. I feel like they're. That's under, the thing. Like they get okay. they get knocked a lot, and sometimes rightfully so because they don't yes. do a good job. But it's also a job and. You know, give them some room, and they often do a pretty good job. So. Yeah, and often true. people seem like they kind of live up to the expectations of how they're treated. So if they're not treated right, well, exactly. often that yeah. you know makes them get kind of spicy. Anyway, so I, I will talk a little bit about Derek's request for the crypto hackers because <laughs> that was the one that really you have that look you on sure. your face that says you really wanted to talk about yeah. that. Well, you really after in the first after place. I started letting you guys pick, that I was like, okay, yeah, this is actually the one I really wanted to talk about. Uh-huh. Um, just because I think it's so fascinating. So crypto hackers took. $9 million from a company called Crema Finance. Um, so basically, it's a it's a financial company, and these hackers found a weakness in their security and exploited it and took $9 million. Um, but in it, this is a quote from an article, but in a world full of crypto heists, the real surprise is what came next. They returned all but $1.7 million of it. And this is actually becoming a lot more popular, which I find very fascinating. But um, because of how far technology is coming and some new like algorithms and tracking software and that kind of thing, it's becoming a lot harder for crooks to actually dump their stolen crypto. It can be traced more easily. And so it's harder for them to get away with it. Um, and so a lot of hackers are actually now starting to hack companies and offer to return like basically all of it in returns for like a reward for finding the, um, the weakness essentially. So basically, so it's like a ransom kind of, yes. So, well, it's, not it's, exactly. It's though. almost like a, a service. Yeah. Kind of. What? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it like, says that crypto okay, exchanges, just... platforms and protocols that find themselves on the receiving end of hacks are trying a new approach to gain their money back. Asking nicely. It sounds odd, but hackers are increasingly on board. That's because making a deal often means being let off as a flaw finder instead of hunted as a criminal. So, I mean, yeah, you're not going to get 9 million, but you got, still got 1.7 million and you're rewarded. And the company is about getting caught. The company's way better off. Yeah. Like the the company gets most of their, that is interesting. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. There's a hacker, Um, in August of last year, I think that's, that stole like 600 million, but then gave it all back and took 500 K as their like reward, which is still a lot of money that they're getting to keep. But yeah, basically, um, almost more like working for the company in a, in a weird sort of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. why don't they just hire people to do this instead of right? Like, well, they they actually do. Though, I mean, they? I think they typically do, but obviously like when these guys don't do their job, there's some what? crazy there's still next level hackers. Yeah. I mean, I guess you should tell me. There's some, there's some crazy, crazy stories about what all people can do. And I have, basically, how these hackers um, got in here. Sorry, give me just a moment. I have the article. Um, 
So the exploit involved the hacker creating a fake tick account on Crema. A tick account is a dedicated account that stores price tick data in CLMM. Um, after that, the attacker exploited a command by writing the data on the fake account and circumventing security measures. And then a flash loan was then used to manipulate the prices of assets on liquidity pools. This, along with the false data entries, allowed the hacker to claim a huge fee amount from the pool. If that made sense to you, A+. Plus. But I was <laughs> like, nope, these people are obviously <laughs> so way smarter than I am. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, what it sounded like to me is he juked the system. Basically, yes. <laughs> Anyway, so I thought that was really fascinating. So my question is, can I can I go about life this way? Like, can I break right. into your house Ooh. and then steal stuff and then come back and say, See, you know, I took this weird. stuff yeah. and say, but here was your flaw. This is how I got in. So you might want to check that out. But I'll give most of it back if you uh-huh. let me keep a fee here. Huh. See how, I'm not sure it's going to work okay. quite as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's I don't know weird. about that. But, okay, think about it if you're the company, though. Either you're out $9 million and have a long haul trying to get it back. Or else you get all but a bit of but a little bit of it back, and they just helped you figure out how to fix your security system. See, part of, isn't part of the thing is that okay, if you would actually do that in real <laughs> life, Brad, we would call the cops. Yeah, there's, there's that's like right authority. Like there's physical stuff that's right. happening. Whereas in the digital realm, there's less of that, mm-hmm. or it's harder to track. Or I don't know exactly how that all works, but. You yeah, know, the, you can you can strike deals a little easier because it's a little more of a level of playing field, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, there's another quote from the article here. It says the hack to return trend is an outcome of a nine hundred and forty five billion dollar industry that's seemingly easy to rob, but whose unofficial cops never lose sight of the getaway car. Sometimes it's easier for hackers to toss most of the cash out the window and keep what they can move on with. Interesting. So yeah, I don't know. Wow. It's, it's a weird weird story, but I found it fascinating. There's crazy. Dude, Good. Also, something about the physical realm, like so. If I'm breaking into someone's house, there's other, there's physical dangers. Well, both to me and to the people that, that I'm, I'm physically close to those people. Uh, so right. there's a reason that people don't want this to be happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway. Uh huh. What were you gonna say? Oh well, that just reminds me of something I was reading recently about um, art theft. Like, art thieves will try to so like because once you steal a, like a really expensive painting. What are you supposed to do with it? Like how yeah, do you, I know. how do you sell it? Like, yeah, it's like there's one of one. Because it's famous, and, yeah. mm-hmm. and so like why don't so, you just there was so, stuff, steal like a mediocre famous painting? <laughs> well, like yeah. Well, the sad thing is, like a lot of or sometimes at least it just gets destroyed, mm-hmm. and because they don't know what to do with it. Oh dear, which is not great. Um, but th- what they do sometimes they use it on the black market as currency. So like. So, like, if, if, let's say the four of us are crooks, I mm. steal a painting and I, you know, need Brandon, I need something that Brandon has, I'll, like, pass him this painting for the price of something, like, it's, it's worth $3 million, but what I'm giving it to you for is only worth 500000 but because it's kind of, because it's still close to the initial robbery, it's, like... <clears throat> It kind of grows. It's worth less. It grows in oh, value yes. the more times it's traded because it's harder to track. Oh, does that make so any it's sense? It's kind of like money laundering. Yeah, just, yeah kind of. Yeah. Huh. Basically, Wowzers. and then eventually someone can get away with kind of bringing it out to the light again and and be like, "Hey, here's this you know real thing." Or sometimes they sell the real thing as a copy of the oh, real thing, like say, "Hey, still worth a lot that way." Right? Like you know, mm-hmm. this was. This is not the master's work, but it was probably an apprentice of the master because look how it's really close, close to the original it is. And but, you know, <laughs> so uh, that's what I want to buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I, this uh, reminded me of that. The whole yes, 
Which right trying, before, trying to figure out how to get a, get away with your stolen loot and have mm-hmm. it benefit you, I guess. Oh, so we're about to move on to Derek's kind of spicy. Yeah. But saying that reminded me that recently they x-rayed like the super valuable rare painting and found that it, it was actually a painting painted over a painting. And the painting underneath was a self-portrait of the artist that didn't turn out. So <laughs> nice. he just painted oh. over it. Do you remember what? What the artist or what painting uh, was? I wish. No, it wasn't okay. an artist name that I recognized. Okay. Anyway, go ahead, Derek. Okay, so the question is, am I allowed to talk about youth mission trip? Is that fair game? I mean, sure. I think so. Go for it. Is that interesting to you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so. Do I need to get Landon a mic here? I wonder. <laughs> it could be interesting. Landon? He has his own podcast to talk about it on. <laughs> okay, he doesn't need to talk about it. Landon, you look like you weren't paying attention. He has no idea what we were talking about. He's out of it. (laughs) It's fine. But, so basically, our youth group sometimes will go on mission trip, which is basically consists of going somewhere for a week or so. That's the trip part. Yes. And, And we go somewhere, the destination might be to a... A place that where they help people. <laughs> That's the mission. <laughs> That's the, I was not and sure we help how you the people that are helping people. <laughs> Wait, maybe that's so the mission. So it's like a, a mission mission trip. Yes. Oh, okay. So we're on a mission to to minister to the missionaries. What? Anyway, long story short, we went to the Ohio Wilderness Boys Camp. Is where we went. Nice. And it is similar to a lot of the other boys camps that are out there if you do or you're, if you know if you know about them anyway but we had a really good time doing that and a couple things that were highlights or low lights maybe one was that we traveled through the night both times pretty much i mean we started about midnight and got there at in the afternoon or evening and let's see. What else is? Was um, that a highlight or a low light? Well, I didn't enjoy it that much. But you know <laughs> what? We got her done. That's right. You got and then, there. Let's see. A um, couple of fun things that we got to do was well, one thing that was fun was some of the singing we did. Mm. We learned some new songs, and especially being in Chuck Wagon with the uh. boys. And making a whole lot of racket in there, <laughs> just deafening your ears loud and hoarse voice throat uh, loud screeching, not screeching, like yelling <laughs> Wow! for singing. It's great. It was so awesome. Nice. And... Um, yeah, and, they really like. And the what makeup. exactly is Chuck Wagon? That's like where that's, you. That's that's where that is building a building where, where everybody goes to eat. Yep, gotcha. Yep, I still wish it was a massive wagon. Yeah, that'd that would be, be nice. I know, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> but no, it's really just a building. But they call it Chuck Wagon because, well, I don't know. Because it's just a call camp. It Chuck House. I don't know. Because you, <laughs> it's, it's a camp. It's exactly. a camp. You yeah. can call it what you want. Exactly. That's. I think that's the point. So that was pretty cool. Um, hanging out with the staff in the, some of the evenings. That was pretty cool. And let's see, what else did we? Um, yeah, I heard that there was like a mandatory fall of faith scenario where you f- where had to fall off. A yes, ladder. and then my thing is, is you that had to fall off a what? Someone got dropped, so that ruins the entire exercise. Because like, just have faith, but then it's not actually well, trustworthy. I'll be honest, what? the guys didn't drop anybody. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Hang on a second. So this was you have to fall off a what and your friends okay. catch you or what? Six foot step L- ladder. Let me let me tell you. It's oh. a trust fall. Uh-huh. And six foot six foot step ladder, you go stand on the very top, tippy top of it. Right. And fall. tilt over Which I'm pretty course. sure is an OSHA violation. Yeah. <laughs> yes, but we don't care because we're, we're volunteers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um so you stand on the top and you fall backwards into your friend's arms. Wow. And, and then somebody actually got dropped. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> Did they get hurt? Maybe not. Um, they are still with us today, so I don't think they got hurt on the too podcast badly. to find out. Okay, <laughs> is she still friends with her old friends? <laughs> I hope so. I, I hope there aren't any hard feelings, but yeah, no, I think I think she's okay. Wow. But yeah, the the Choose guys your friends wisely, <laughs> guys. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Something went wrong over there. I wasn't on the girl's side. There you go. Okay. See, it was segregated because we can't be, yeah, well, you know. Gotcha. We're Anabaptists. <laughs> Please say more, Derek. <laughs> of all the ways you're going to land that, that was not what I was expecting. <laughs> but it was much better. It's like, here, Derek, here's a shovel so you can dig a little faster. Uh, I landed it, didn't I? Yeah. Um, do you have any questions? You landed I mean, it better than the girls there. Oh! <laughs> Yikes. Yes, all the guys had soft landings. Also, Derek, I just do need to know who won, the guys or the girls. Who won what? The girls won because, well, we had one this guy that... competition? Yeah, yeah what? It took a while. Yeah, it's competition. Speed. Also, also it's faster. Speed, yes. You got to get everybody oh. cycled through. Also, Derek, they probably oh, just won because it's why faster they got to drop no wonder. <laughs> no wonder someone was dropped. It's like... That's well, it's not, just so drop safe. them all. We'll go fast. We weren't really paying attention. We were just doing it. You just run up the stepladder and fall off onto the ground. It's, it's like, here, you run up a stepladder and fall off, and we'll try not to pay attention. But you know what? You know what the, the most fun thing was? Was swimming in the big pond. Oh, my goodness. Okay, why? They have a rope swing. Ooh, that does sound fun, And actually. you can jump off a platform onto the rope, which is the platform is probably eight foot off the ground. And the rope swing, the the pivot point of the rope is probably 16 foot off the ground. And you can nice. fly out in the water. Wow. No, it's it's higher than that. It's got to be a good 20, 20, 25 feet nice. off the ground. Yeah, and so anyway, you fly out in the water. You can, depending on how you do it, you could probably be off the water about 15 foot if you really wanted Sweet. to be. Did anyone have any misfires? Nice. Like, did anyone accidentally not jump until they were already swinging back towards the deck or something? <laughs> uh, it got pretty close. <laughs> Yikes. And then also, that was a really deep pond. Like, it was only about maybe, uh, I want to say 30 foot wide at one point, like where the bridge was. And you could jump off the bridge and it was 14 foot deep there or 12 foot. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. So deep. So oh, it's like this V in the ground, essentially. And it was so clean that you could see people like... Swimming down there. Oh, whoa. Like you could see their whole body down there. Like That's mermaids? That's impressive. Good thing, they, yeah, good thing they had swimming trunks on. <laughs> <laughs> Is that also because we're Anabaptists? Yes. <laughs> but the, and also the girls didn't go swimming at the same time. Uh, so, Well, actually they went to a pool. So yeah. oh. anyway. Huh. Okay. There, was there also a water slide? Because I thought I was hearing something yes. about a water slide. The boys, I think they had a project for fourth of, before 4th of July and they made a water slide, mm-hmm. a patriotic water slide ah. with flags on it. <laughs> and they had a, they had a, so basically they took two pieces of double wall, uh, one piece of, I want to say it was about 24 or 30 inch double wall pipe, like okay. tile pipe, you know, mm-hmm. 
double wall uh-huh. so it's smooth on the inside and gotcha. corrugated on the outside to give it strength. Mm-hmm. Right. And cut it in half and stuck it together in two pieces. So the, the right. now you have two, so two half, like this. half pipes uh-huh. and you've stuck them together in the middle. And then they put a like a trash pump, like a like uh, a two inch um, pump to pump water. Not trash. Up to the it does top. Doesn't like a trash pump. <laughs> they call it a trash pump because it can literally pump trash. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can put just sucks all any, kinds of stuff yeah. through sucks it. It'll, through. it'll take it. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, and so then you they, hop into the pump and get pumped up to the. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, no. Not that way. So no. No. The water's being pumped up out I of the thought, pond with the pump. Oh, Okay. Up to the top of the slide, by which of which you climb to the top of. Gotcha. Hop in the water stream and ride down. Ride down just into the water. Ride down amidst all the trash. Were there any? Um, the pond is clean. <laughs> Were there any pieces? <laughs> what about the trash pond? If it was a trash pond, it could pump it. Were there any pieces of marine okay. wildlife floating down with you? What? Any, what kind of ro- wildlife? Like, You're any, asking any if you, marine wildlife. Like if oh. anyone brought their fishy friends. I assume yeah, it like had. What if you're floating down there with a frog? I assume I it had know, a screen just, on it. God, so so. If you're floating down with a frog, you just. Well, let's be scream. honest. We're swimming with the frogs know. anyway. So exactly. <laughs> so it's fair. You I have a question. Race the frog yes. at the bottom. Sorry. Good. No. I'm um. So sometimes mission trips get get a bad rap. Maybe that's more foreign ones where people go in and. I don't know what, don't necessarily work a lot and have a lot of fun and make a mess for the missionaries. Mm, mm-hmm. I, I feel like you guys did a lot of work here, but what were some of the takeaways besides the uh, swimming <laughs> yes. for you? Um, like as in what I observed while I was there of yeah. the camp and all that. Sure. Or was that what you're asking? That's part of it, yeah. Okay. No, I think it's a really good camp and they do a good job. They have a good good culture there and they're doing a lot for the for the boys and for the staff as well so i think mm-hmm. it's a i was impressed mm-hmm. with that and i could like some of the work we did while mm-hmm. uh, we oh we did some trail clearing and some they're doing they're building a new house there for staff okay. and so i think some of the guys got to do flooring in there and then with that project we also got to there's a the driveway going back to that house. Had, it was kind of a mess. Basically, they had an excavator guy come in when he could come, and it was a limited window. Long story short, it kind of left a mess behind on the downward slope of that driveway. There's a bunch of branches, rocks, dirt, all mixed together in a mess down there, and they wanted it cleaned up. So we were kind of pulling branches up a cliff, running through a nice. chipper. And blowing it back down on the slope, sorting through rocks and dirt, and trying to cut out firewood at the same time so we didn't plug up the chipper with too big of chunks. Did you wow. chip any rocks? No. It sounds like hard work. Yeah, we might have hit work. rocks with our chainsaws, though. Mm-hmm. So how, how many about how many boys or staff members are at this camp? Like, I'm just trying to figure out what size. Yeah, so I think they said, man, I don't want to misquote, but I think it was like... 40, 50 staff. Oh, wow. And they have 30 boys at this point. They have okay. three groups of 10, but their goal would be uh, f- four groups of 10. Okay. So, And then wow. they don't want to go over that because they lose the personal touch, right. basically. Uh-huh. Like, that makes a lot of sense. They don't, yeah, they don't, not everybody, like if, if you go with 40 or less, you can 
everybody, all the staff can know each person, each boy and everything. It's more the family uh-huh. dynamic. Yep. That makes sense. Cool. Yep. So that's kind of how many. For each group. So, so some of these I might camps, be wrong. They might have more staff than that. Okay. It might be closer to 60, 70. I don't know. Wow. Some of these, like a lot of these camps operate with chiefs, right? Like it's, there's kind of one guy that's responsible for a group of boys. Yeah. Is there one or two chiefs for 10 boys? So it's two. Two. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. So two chiefs and then they, they, <clears throat> They'll have off days, so each chief gets off two days per week. Okay. And they alternate it, so there's always one chief there while the other one's gone. Mm-hmm. Right, gotcha. That that way. And then I think they have, maybe sometimes like there'll be supervisors that'll fill in certain times or something. Mm-hmm. They have something going. But for the most part, these chiefs are with the boys 24 or 5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty big, mm-hmm. pretty big deal, I guess. And yeah, so to tie this back into our open for debate segment, that to me is being pro life. Yes, these boys, uh-huh. I don't know where they'd end up otherwise, but this gives them a chance to learn things and um, be productive in life in ways that I don't think they get the opportunity otherwise. And so I think it's pretty neat to have people investing that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, you know, and. Not to take away from that at all, but there, uh, your other point about mission trips getting a bad rap, and I think we do need to be careful about that kind of thing to where we're actually being valuable mm-hmm. to the mission. Mm-hmm. And because um, sometimes what people just want to like go interact with orphans and have a good time, and then then they leave, and then that leaves kind of a trail of tears when they go, mm-hmm. and it's like. Whereas we didn't actually inter- even interact with the boys very much, we gotcha. didn't. We didn't. They didn't want us. We didn't want to disrupt their rhythm, mm-hmm. and that's perfectly understandable because, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, that makes sense. We just wanted to let them You're, do their thing, and we just wanted to come help out. Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing more of a support role behind the scenes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I think that's that can be anyway. That can be a one way that's more helpful sometimes than. Yeah, getting directly involved on these mission trips sometimes mm-hmm. makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, Me too. I think if they're done well, they're, they're a good idea, and I think there's something to be said about a, in this case, a youth group doing something together that mm-hmm. is valuable in the way it builds the group too. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not always just um, what you can do for the place you're going, but mm-hmm. it can be a good thing for. Yeah, and they like when work groups come because they can like recruit people it's like nah, they get nah. 20 people oh, at once to recruit from <laughs> there mm-hmm. you go anyway i think i'm done unless you have more questions but we should probably move on to brother brad oh, that here. was good derek thanks yes thank yeah. You. yeah glad okay. you liked it okay so how many of you have heard of um hilda schrader witcher uh, you do have the weirdest names. Honestly, sounds familiar. But the Hilda, no, you had me with no. the Hilda part. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost, never heard of. You lost me with The Witcher. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't heard of her either until oh, recently. I feel like I should. She. Um, so back in 1938, there was a wallet manufacturer. Um, I guess they were called the E. H. Free Company. Anyway, so and they were the weirdest business. Yes, names. exactly. <laughs> So they had an idea to show how well cards would fit into their wallets. And so they uh, used a, a uh, pretend 
social security card. It wasn't even the real size, actually, but, and it said, uh, I forget, a specimen on it. I'm not sure why it said that, but, you know, to make so that it was, like, stamped across it. So it's clear this wasn't a real social security card. The one problem uh-huh. was they used a real social security number, <gasps> and oh, that social no. security number belonged to um, Hilda Schrader-Witcher, who was working at the company. She was a secretary oh, there. Oh, dear. Oh, no one thought to check on this. Yeah. Oh, no. But this is back in 1938, so the ramifications weren't as bad as it would be now. Right. But still, it, it did cause a problem. Oh, um, According to the Social Security Administration, at the peak of the Witcher confusion, 5,755 people were using her Social Security number. And in total, they think that over 40,000 people have used that number. Oh, my goodness. So eventually they just voided the number and gave her a different one, and she started over, I guess. Wow. Okay. And people were using it for... Well, I'm not sure what... What do you use it for in 1938? Exactly. I'm not sure how much... How much good it did. I mean, I'm not sure if it was really damaging to her, uh-huh. but I'm, I'm, it probably wasn't helping the other people that much either if they're not, if it's, I mean, I, I'm not sure how they were using it so to their advantage. Like, really. Was it identity theft? Well, or, I mean, it, yeah, but I'm not sure if it was. her taxes or what? <laughs> I'm not sure what they could steal, really. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how, uh-huh. what, how uh, mm-hmm. advantageous it was, but. Wow. Anyway, so that was kind of fascinating, but I, I had come across that a couple months ago. And then as I was researching it now for this, this time, there were some other numbers that came up that, um, not Social Security numbers, that came up and um, that uh, caused issues for people. So um, apparently there was, I don't know who Tommy Two-Tone is. Have you heard of him before? Have anyway. not. <laughs> um, but he sang nope. a song. I guess the name of the song was a phone number, 867-5309. But that is a working number in a lot of areas. So if you just add an area code to it, then... So apparently, um, <laughs> anybody that had that number, it was kind of a nightmare for because then they would just get a lot of calls. Yeah, I believe <laughs> that. <laughs> in, in relation to that number, in, 04, in 2004, someone tried to auction the number off on eBay with a New York City area code. Um, the auction was set down, shut down by Verizon, but not before it had reached $80,000. So oh, someone wanted wow. that pretty badly. Wowzers. Anyway... So another phone well, okay. number. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. How do you sell a phone I number? I don't know. That one was confusing to me. Well, probably like they were going to... Yeah, that is weird. Because you'd have to like... Port... Doesn't the phone if, company if control that? Num- How can you sell well, your phone number? You could like port your number over to another... Basically, you would like have the account that owns that number. So you just give someone else access to that account so they could like have the SIM card mm. with that number and mm. everything. I mean, it's okay. technically possible, but it'd be a very bad idea. It sounds super weird, it but yeah. Weird. I mean, if it's anyway, valuable, right? why not? Yeah, I don't know, but that's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's if someone offered to pay me 80000 bucks for my phone number, I oh. probably would sell it to them. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I would. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's not that big a deal. We'd figure I mean, something out. <laughs> last footage of my number are the year that Jake Obama left the Mennonites. So that's yeah. pretty valuable. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, sitting Wait, on something there. Which is right. what? What year is that? 15 something? 1693. <laughs> oh, that. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, so another um, phone number that caused some issues, um, I guess in 03, the movie Bruce Almighty um, flashed a phone number up for God in the movie. So the 7762323. Um, oh. Again, not an area code, but people just add their own. Um, so a woman named Dawn Jenkins, a glassmaker living in Florida, 
um, said that she was getting 20 calls an hour from people who wanted to talk to God. <laughs> oh. See, at that point, I feel okay. like someone's about to sue them. Because <laughs> Well, I'll keep reading here. Um, so in San Francisco, the number rang up an actual church whose pastor was named Bruce. <gasps> Interestingly enough, oh, if that's wow. believable, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um, and in the UK, um, Andy Green told the BBC he was getting 70 calls a day and he was considering suing Universal over it. Yeah, so. <laughs> I was like, that's ah, a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. Anyway, it sounds rough. Um, but did you know that in the 60s, starting in the 60s, TV and movie producers would always use 555 numbers because they actually aren't given out to anybody. Um, they're, they're actually, mm. the, the 555 numbers are used for internal phone, uh, in, like inside wait, the phone that company. start with? Oh. Yeah, like, like mm, wait a minute. You're like, saying any number that starts with 555? Sorry, 555 one zero zero through five 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 dash zero one nine nine. They're actually reserved totally for fictional use. Oh, okay. okay. That but, is interesting. Oh. But apparently, producers don't like to use them because people know they're fake. I mean, it's obvious. Right. It's just so, like. But I didn't I had gotcha. no idea there was anything reserved yeah. like that. It's kind of cool, that's actually. So interesting. So, anyway, huh. makes you want to try calling them now. I mean, producers would rather <laughs> risk a lawsuit. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> apparently, yeah. <laughs> Um, it's not them that gets sued. It's just their company. I so, guess. well, it seems like seems to me there would be a way to. Oh, sorry, go. No, I'm I'm done. Seems like there would be a way to have somebody dial a number in your movie without quite giving it out or something. You know what I mean? It's, well, it's probably more when they like post it, like have it on a sign or like an advertisement or whatever. Right, when yeah. it's part of the storyline mm-hmm. somehow. You can just I, like make the somehow make one end of it a little blurry, although. People can. And it looks yeah. fake too. Eventually, yeah, if it's one it number's missing, you can just fill it in until you find it. <laughs> well, what? Yeah. What if we would just train people to not do dumb things like call numbers you see in movies? You mean everyone Ask. in the whole world? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, sure. I, I've seen phone numbers different places, and for sure, I tried calling them just to see if they were real. They weren't. Can we but. start with training Brandon? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I can't remember okay. where it was. Honestly. Okay. 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 Like, wh- okay. who has time for that? <laughs> Apparently, oh. apparently, I've heard of people calling <laughs> their phone neighbors. Like, so oh, no, I one text number text the number neighbors. I texted my number neighbor. Hey, I think I have a conversation with my number neighbor. Is it your number phone? neighbor who's okay. texting me and asking how I am? I, I have. How are you? Can you get out of my life right now? Because I don't know you. I've never done that. I like, have an ongoing never conversation with it. one of my number neighbors. But yeah. it's my wife, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. You have a very close You might have got phones at the same time. Yeah, we did. With your number neighbor. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. Okay. Um, 1694, never replied. <laughs> Unbelievable. 1692, okay, what? I They never replied either. I know what I had you, a conversation. What did you say? So he's going hi. to like the guys did down the street. you say, hi, we're number neighbors. I'm insecure. I need some <laughs> friends. Or what'd you say? No, I'm about to find out. <laughs> um, oh, heavens. Oh, dear. It's in here somewhere. Oh, I know I messaged them. I don't know about this. Did you put them in your contacts as number neighbor? No, they're not my contacts because I think they blocked me. <laughs> but I'm which trying. Which tells you something. Yeah, which is probably, you deserve that probably. Oh, my. Oh, here we go. Oh, it was 1694. They did reply. Um, what did they say? So I said, hi, number neighbor. And they said, who is this? And then they sent three question marks. So I said that I was 200 1693, your number neighbor. And they said, I'm deleting you. 
<laughs> so I said, so I said, hurtful but nice talking to you. <laughs> Bye, number neighbor. That, that was the extent of the conversation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly. That's. I'm you, sorry. You do you. <laughs> You're just making the point of these. Yeah, that's right. But it's okay. No, it's but I right. have, you didn't I, hurt I anything. Get it. I have I heard get people it, who have like full blown conversations. Yeah, right. Sure. I, I understand it's, the allure. It's like some people have. Oh, a, you might wind up with you know some cool friendship thing or it's whatever. It's like emailing scammers just for like kicks, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, some people have a sense sense of humor and some people don't. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> and then there are sixteen ninety two who never replied. <laughs> I'm just sorry. Blo- I don't. Just block when you I get a way. number. When I get a text from somebody I don't know, I my first response is to not say but anything. Please respond if it's your number neighbor. Mm. <laughs> you may. I don't know. Answers I think, may vary. I yeah. think Derek's. Uh, yeah, I think Derek's theory. Is I don't know. Good. Maybe just don't say anything for now. Just play it safe, right? Play it cool. Like, I'm just gonna wait for them to say something more because I'm so confused. Yeah, but right. maybe you know, maybe I'd catch on. I don't know. If he'd said something about being a number neighbor, maybe I'd know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, that's a wrap, we should right? probably we should probably wrap it up. Mm-hmm. I think it's going going pretty long here so Ooh, uh, we're passing the pizza the last piece oh. of pizza is getting passed around apparently it is is that kind of like a piece I'm, pipe we better uh, shut this down before they get weird chewing sounds yeah on the we mic. should mm. we really should <laughs> too late Derek's already <laughs> going to take care of that mm. well it's been fun talking with you guys again any final no. comments oh we're going to tell them that this is the end right this is the end yes of well, the episode welcome to the end of the episode <laughs> I yeah mm. what else do we need to tell them this is actually the end, or what? Have a good no. night. I just want to make sure they didn't, like, that they tune in next. Patreon.com yeah. oh, slash gotcha. Right, yeah. Oh, and, well, and let us know what you think about skipping the last, last segment. Right. Oh, yeah, because we're doing a two, a two segment episode yes. a couple times here. So do you like that, or do you want the, you want the third segment back, is the question. So let us know on where? Instagram, mostly, or yeah. email? Whatever. Sure. Whatever's easiest for you. Answers may vary podcast Express, whatever you got to do. In person. Yeah. Answers may vary podcast on Instagram. Right. Listen to you Brandon do his me. spiel at the end of the... You can text me just make sure that you don't get my number, neighbor. <laughs> Did I just use a Dutch word on here? If you accidentally text 1694 <laughs> instead of 1693, they'll get a little spicy at you. Yeah. Uh, yes. And you can also... Oh. Here's a <laughs> list. The list of what? The oh, pay- yes. We're going to shout out to our Patreon supporters, oh, aren't we? Let's do it. Uh, Speaking of see, which, you could be on this list too next time. Yes. So we better make this fast because we are rapidly we are yeah. way so, over time. We are hurtling towards an hour and 30 Do minutes. you want to do the list, Brad? Here. Oh, boy. This wasn't... Okay. This is your I'll idea. I'll do the list. This, it, or it was somebody's my idea. idea. Um, so we're so grateful to our um, Patreon supporters. And so we thought we'd actually shout them out. So Jason Miller, long time. Oh, yeah. Long time. Uh, yeah. Round of applause. What a bro. And we have Arlene Miller. And um, Stock Stuffer. I'm sorry. What? Sock Stuffer, if I can say stock it right. Stock Stuffer? It's Tell him to get out of the stuffer. market. <laughs> we, uh, we don't know who that is, but if you want to make yourself known, you can uh, reach out to us. Probably it's probably one of our Santa Claus. Neighbors. Guys, it's got to be Santa Claus. Oh, oh there right. you go. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, we've got Randall K. Shout out to Randall. Uh, Lillian, apparently a relative of some folks here. I think, yeah, my aunt possibly. Jonathan Yoder. Shout out to Jonathan. Grant Miller. And 
uh, Jania Beachy, which I'm not sure if we're saying her name right, or I guess maybe it's a it's a he. I don't know, but that reach person out to is us. yeah. To let us know how your name is pronounced or if it's misspelled or something. Leave a comment with uh, oh, and I guess technically I'm a Patreon supporter. Um, oh, yes. mostly for my son Zachary's right. sake. So <laughs> yes, shout out to Zachary. So thanks to all of them. Yeah, that's right. Yes, and if any of the rest of you want to join the team, then head on over to Patreon. Yep. One dollar, yeah. Go ahead. One dollar a month. That's all, and That's you'll right. you'll get an, an episode this month too. And yes. and the fun just keeps building because the Maybe longer you if wait, we can, if we can figure out how to upload them. <laughs> well, the longer point. you wait, you Sorry. still get all the content for a dollar. Exactly. Right? I'm not supposed them to that. tell them that. Snap. Okay. Fine. No, Pretend you didn't hear that. You, you want to be on the cutting edge. So you want to be on the cutting edge. So you'll get shouted out. Edge of the cutting. Don't edge. don't wait to subscribe because we might not exist in another year. We don't know, right? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so. Yeah, morbid but possible. <laughs> we might be, we may be censored at any day, and our Patreon account. Deleted. We might just be mowed over Canceled. by. I'm telling you, it's all this violence talk. We got to get out of here. <laughs> we might just get sucked up by the trash pump. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen in the future. So join Patreon now oh. so you don't miss out. Or don't if you don't feel like it. <laughs> Just know that you're risking it all. <laughs> Are we going to tell them what we're doing on Patreon this time? Oh, yes. So, uh, so this, uh, tease it, but so, don't tell them so too this much. Time, Landon is going to make an appearance with some controversial content. So please yes, come Yes, very, listen. very controversial yes. <laughs> you guys is like what it. I hear. And it's also a little bit of punishment for Landon not replying to anything <laughs> ever on the chat. So There's a fine line between plugging and begging, and you guys are on the begging side. Right <laughs> no, now. we're just making jokes here. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. Derek is like, please, please, please support the children on our Patreon. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's it. Uh, this, yeah, thanks for joining us. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Answers May Vary podcast. Our producer today was Landon Miller. Our host is Kristen Miller. Co-hosts are Brad Nisley, Derek Schmucker, and I'm Brandon Miller. If you like what you heard, please go leave us a rating and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can find us at patreon.com slash answersmayvary. And while you're online, go ahead and find us on Instagram at answersmayvarypodcast. We would also like to hear any feedback or question ideas that you would have for us. You can send all of that to AnswersMayVaryPodcast at gmail.com. Okay, can I hear it?